0: The National Trust of Victoria is holding a Victorian Tree of the Year competition and guess what? We have two trees in our area that are vying for the title. So I hope we can all get behind them because it is a a competition that you can vote in. To tell us all about it this morning is Dr Greg Moore. He is the chair of the Register of Significant Trees Committee. Good morning, Greg.
1: Good day, Terry, and good morning to your listeners.
0: That is a long title, the the <laughs> Register of Significant Trees Committee. Well, you must know a thing or two about trees if you're the chair of that committee.
1: We've certainly been looking at trees for a long time on that committee. We're going back to the, uh, the 80s, and we've got thousands of trees, great trees, registered on our register.
0: You do, I think about 2,500 or something like that, and obviously... Yes. Is it the winner of this competition, if you like, that gets registered or do all the finalists get registered or how does it work?
1: All of the finalists are already registered and uh, bring them to people's attention, so every one of these nine trees is a good tree and an interesting, great tree really, and and an interesting tree in its own right. Uh, Many of them are well known to the local communities. Uh, Out of the nine, six are in uh, regional Victoria this year, so they're very well represented and what, whichever one wins will be a terrific tree.
0: Go regional Victoria. I suppose it's no surprise there are a few more trees in country areas.
1: No, look, there are some really good trees in country areas, and uh, some of them, of course, are in your streets, And uh, but many of them are in the, some of the great parks and the botanic gardens. People forget that there are lots of really good reti- uh, regional uh, botanic gardens and parks around Victoria, and many of them now going back to the sort of 1860s, 1870s, so the trees are, are really significant trees. Uh, they're old trees and they're large trees.
0: Mm, they certainly are. So tell me about the two that are in our area. We've got the long-leaved Indian pine at Achuka and just yeah. leafing through all the documentation here, and the London plane tree at Kyabram.
1: Yes, yeah, so the, uh, the London plane tree is probably pretty well known. There are lots of really good plane trees around Victoria and for a while we have thought they were pretty much indestructible, but a lot of them got really hit hard by the uh, the drought that occurred between uh, 1999 and 2010. So the fact that you've still got a really good one there at Kyabrum, uh, they're a very impressive tree, and they can grow to a very large size. So I think people will know those ones. The long-leafed uh, Indian pine, though, uh, its proper name is uh, Pinus roxbergii, probably not so well known, and the one at Chuca is one of the best examples you're going to see in Victoria. There are not a lot of them, and so this is a bit unusual, and it's well worth a look.
0: And that's at Achuca Cemetery, so that's fairly accessible.
1: Yeah, well, a lot, of, a lot of the conifers were planted in cemeteries because if you think about them, they're quite tall. Uh, they're they're columnar, um, so solemn, if you like, that, that dark green colour and they were often planted as a sort of a mourning tree, a bit of a tribute tree. So you quite often find different conifers and some really good ones in the cemeteries around the state.
0: That's interesting. They're that seen as a bit of a, a sad tree. Yeah, well,
1: well, it is sad, but more, more or less commemorative, I think. I don't think they're sad. I, I don't think any tree is sad.
0: No. Uh,
1: from my <laughs> perspective, they're all really good trees. Yeah. Uh, and, and these ones, though, they, they wanted a sombre sort of tree, uh, and one that remained evergreen, you know, so that they were looking at evergreen species. They didn't want deciduous species because the ever uh, the evergreen sort of gave a a, um, a, a nod to life after death.
0: Hmm, I see what you're saying. And the London plane tree at kyabram which is uh, 25 m. Me- when it says standing at 25 metres, is that 25 metres high? Because it's extremely wide as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, many of the uh, uh, the plane trees form very impressive structures. So they're often their canopy spread is is what as wide or wider than their height. Uh, this is a large tree. So if you think about it, your power poles are probably around seven metres. So this is you know three and a half times the height of a, a, a an average uh, light pole. So they're very very impressive trees. Uh, some people find them problematic in the sense it's not a native tree Uh, it sheds lots of leaves or many of them shed lots of leaves and some of the leaves that they shed are absolutely massive you know bigger than the spread of your hand and sometimes much bigger than that Uh, but they do a very good job in summer of providing a terrific shade
0: and this is on a private property called i assume it's private uh, called oak dean I don't know this yeah, place, but uh, it's obviously a pretty amazing place if it's got a tree like that.
1: Yeah, uh, look, a lot of the trees on our register are on public land, but as many are on private land, so the tree doesn't have to be public or private, it can be either. And the fact that they, the trees are put on our register doesn't mean that they have any legal protection, uh, but what it does mean is that people know they're there and they're a really good tree. And over the last uh, you know nearly 40 years, uh, we've lost very few trees to uh, accidental or deliberate development and vandalism. Uh, so if, if, if people have a great tree on their site and they do want to develop it and they decide they're going to chop the tree down, well, at least people know it's a great tree and people can lobby. Uh, sometimes plans are changed, all of those sorts of things, because these trees are, are really significant to the local communities where they grow. They're significant landscape features. But they also very often have a strong connection to the history of development of the site. And of course, uh, every year there's almost always a a river red gum uh, on our nominated list because there are some fantastic river red gums around Victoria and these predate well and truly uh, European arrival in this part of the world. But many of them were well known to the indigenous people.
0: I was going to ask you about that. It does surprise me that putting them on this register doesn't protect them. I mean, why do we have all these laws pertaining to the built environment? You know, you can't put, you know, change the, this house or the facade of this building or whatever. And yet these are really significant trees that, that aren't protected.
1: That's right. Victoria is lagging really behind other states in protecting trees, particularly in urban areas. And so, not surprisingly, we're losing a large number of them. Uh, they're not all significant trees, I might add. Some of them are just really good local trees, you know, great trees, but that sort of not up to the standard of the National Trust register. Uh, and they're not protected. And so, in many country towns and regional centres around Victoria, and in the cities, of course, uh, trees are disappearing, usually at a rate of about 1% to 1.5% uh, per year. Uh, that's the canopy cover. And so when climate change really strikes uh, and when we have a very hot summer, we're really going to miss those trees because the shading and the cooling effect of the trees can be very significant in um, heat waves.
0: When I think about the National Trust, I, think, I do think about the built environment. I tend to think about the, the you know, Gold Rush era building, buildings and things like that. Did the National Trust originally start out being uh, more about the built environment and has that changed?
1: No, it hasn't changed. The National Trust has always been about the built environment and uh, some of the listeners will know that there are, you know, great buildings, there are bridges that are on the register, there are historic factories um, and even some uh, machinery and the like. Uh, but back, what happened was that back in the late 70s, uh, people who were preserving these historic buildings thought, geez, we're, we're preserving the buildings, but the gardens around them are really important. So they looked around to see who uh, or what organisation was protecting the trees and there was no one doing it. So they stepped up, they got a very small grant uh, to start the register and they began it, as I say, nearly 40 years ago. And in some ways, things haven't improved. Um, We're still losing lots and lots of trees and and really significant trees in Victoria. Uh, In South Australia, for example, just um, last week, they handed down a, a set of recommendations to protect the trees in Adelaide because they were losing uh, 75,000 trees a year in Adelaide. We're losing more in places like Melbourne, for example, and they're very concerned about the tree loss and the effects that might have uh, under climate change because Adelaide is, as you know, very dry, uh, very hot in the summer, and if they don't have a a, a canopy cover, a, a suitable canopy cover, then they're in danger of having real problems during heat waves because many of our air conditioners don't work or don't work very well once the temperature gets above 45C.
0: Mm, perish the thought, that is very hot. Uh, Greg, it always still blows my mind when I see a new housing development being built and there doesn't seem to be any protection for the, the existing trees. You would like to think that you know those more established trees could be kept and houses could be built around them but that never seems to happen That just everything just seems to be completely raised and then you're putting in these tiny little saplings which aren't going to give you any sort of coverage for years and years and years.
1: Uh, Kerry you're absolutely right and that's because of the state planning laws so many of your listeners uh, and people in other parts of Victoria will be blaming their local council for what happens there but in fact the state planning laws don't really recognize the importance of trees So the development model that's been adopted in Victoria because it gives the maximum profit to the developer is you buy a site, you clear everything on it, you have very small blocks, you build very large homes, no room for trees. And when those big old trees are removed, you're quite right, they plant these tiny little uh, tube stock, most of which don't survive. So that's one of the reasons why in every part of Australia at the moment um, tree canopy cover is declining, because of this particular development model.
0: just doesn't seem to make any sense. certainly doesn't make any long-term sense, does it? might make short-term sense for the developers' pockets, but it doesn't make long-term environmental sense, does it?
1: Well, it certainly doesn't make sense uh, in a place like Australia where we're facing major changes to our climate because of climate change. We know it's going to be warmer, and we know that heat waves are the biggest killers of uh, human beings of any natural phenomenon. So, to give you a, a quick example, uh, in the Black Saturday fires, uh, we all know that 173 people died in the fires. What a lot of people don't know is, in the heatwave uh, surrounding Black Saturday, uh, 374 people died, and in subsequent heatwaves, such as in 2014, another 116, uh, 166 people died in the heatwaves. So, this is not a, a minor matter. Towns and regional centres that have good canopy cover, you know, tree-lined streets, good tree canopy cover in the rest of the town, the temperatures are significantly lower than when uh, when you lose those trees, and that has a very significant impact on people's health.
0: Really important points. Thank you, Greg. What we want people to do now is vote for their favourite tree and we would hope that our local listeners would be voting for the Kyabrum tree and the Echuca tree and they have to do that before Sunday at midnight.
1: They do. It closes on the 29th and all you've got to do is go to the National Trust website and look up Tree of the Year and put in your vote and the community that gets behind their tree, their tree will certainly get up.
0: Fantastic. Thanks for letting us know about that, Greg. Sounds like a really great way to highlight the importance of trees in our community.
1: Look, it's great fun and we've had some great winners, so I urge everyone to go out and have a look at those uh, great trees in your area and then put in your vote
0: And be an advocate for trees going forward, I guess, is the long-term goal. Absolutely. As you are, as you so uh, eloquently put it. Thanks very much for your time, Greg.
1: Thanks, Terry.
0: Bye to you all. We've been speaking to, I'm just rifling through all my fantastic um, documentation here that the National Trust has kindly provided, National Trust of Victoria. That was Dr. Greg Moore. He is the chair of the Register of Significant Trees Committee. Get onto the National Trust website and let's get behind our... And I'll tell you the types again. It is the long-leaved Indian pine at Echuca, and that's at the Echuca Cemetery, and the London plane tree at Kyabrum, that are on that finalist list and hopefully our trees, one of our trees might win. Ardmona Primary School takes pride in providing every child an opportunity in learning with highly qualified and passionate staff from the local area. Check us out, search Ardmona Primary School online and take our virtual tour. Our culture is clear and present in all aspects of the school. Our school takes a lead in supporting individualised student learning programs and is known as one of the most popular schools in the local region. Search Ardmona Primary School today or find us on Facebook. Admona Primary School, where you'll find fun, friendly students and one big family. Station sponsor. Having trouble with your internet?
1: Has the NBN failed you? Are you only able to get the slow satellite NBN with very limited data? Are you not able to get the NBN at all? Starlink is the answer. This is a standalone internet system that I personally use at home and have tested at speeds of over 250 megabytes a second. If you are fed up with slow, unreliable internet, then call us now. And book a service call to see if Starlink is right for you. Jason's TV, 0403 688 666. 1FM Sponsor. This is the sound of a motorcyclist's jeans being shredded to pieces in a low-speed crash. In reality, it only lasts for 0.6 of a second before the denim disintegrates. Then, his flesh is shredded by the coarse bitumen as he grates across the road like a human crayon. Remind your loved ones to wear all the protective gear on every ride. A message from the TAC station sponsor.
0: You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.